0: Welcome to another episode of The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing parenting in the grade school years and particularly friendships. Now today we again have two very special guests with us. We have Jeff's lovely wife. I gave you a nickname last time, or like multiple adjectives. Um,
1: <laughs> let's just go with Tanya. But let's just go with let's Tanya. Let's just leave it with Tanya. And
0: we're grateful to have, have you with us today. And we also have my lovely wife as well,
2: Hello, Jessie. I think we're old guests at this point, not new guests. <laughs> the standard longer. guests. The standard guests, <laughs> yes. yeah,
0: which is great. So today we're taking on the topic of grade school friendships. Uh, and so here's the question. How should Christian parents navigate the grade school years regarding friendships? And that's both for the child and for the parent. So here's some basic observations regarding grade school uh, friendships and the dynamics during that season. I think all of us would recognize that making friends can be hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. especially at a young age, you know, Mm -hmm. you easily do something awkward or weird and you become an outcast. Um, You know, grade school can be really rough that way. You wear the wrong clothes, you can be teased, you say something funny in Mm -hmm. class, like that's maybe not funny, but it is funny and you can be outcast for that. So the, the making of friends during the grade school years can be hard. That's really true for all of our ages, I think even today. You talk to the average mm-hmm. adult in the church and they'll tell you there, there can be a difficulty to make real friendships. They have acquaintances, but maybe not friendships. People that mm-hmm. they know and love and trust and that you know feel the same way back. Uh, we also recognize that friendships provide a lot of influence. So the people that we surround ourselves with, they do influence us. And yep. that can be either positive influence going to be a negative influence mm. so as parents they were going to be very mindful of that when we think about who our children are spending time with and what kind of influence that's going to be on them Parents do desire good friendships for their children. I mean, whether they're believers or unbelievers, I think everyone, uh, at least as far as what we see in the U.S., they want good friendships with their kids. That's why they pursue extracurriculars. I mean, that hint, hint, that's going to come up in another episode. Uh, But they'll pursue so many activities for their kids to engage and to build community, Mm -hmm. uh, to build those kinds of friendships. Uh, And then we have the dynamic of parents having friends themselves Mm. uh, and, and fellow people who are in the similar season of life walking through Uh, You know, the dynamics of, you know, too much work, not enough time, too many responsibilities, too many schedules to manage all of those things that are unique to to a certain season in life and in our cultural context. So just some opening thoughts about friendships. We want to start the discussion with you all is to to hear about some of the difficulties in cultivating friendships, and we keep using that word cultivating, growing, and um, and maintaining, and mm-hmm. uh, and seeing healthy friendships. Even mm-hmm. um, so, let's talk about some of those difficulties before you know. I even give another thoughts. I've already given so much already. <laughs> I want to hear from you guys. What are some of the difficulties that you've seen or heard, whether it's in our church or even just in growing up uh, about navigating friendships?
1: Well, I. This one, I I, kind of rocked my world when I was reading it and looking and studying it at it today because I just thought, you know what? I didn't put an ounce of thought into this Hmm. when my kids were little. I mean, as a parent, I was just trying to keep my head above water with all of the demands that grade school brought to me as the mom, not just to my kids, but... All of it was just so much. So it was just like, I just getting through the day of just making sure everything got in the backpack, everything got home and clothes Mm. were washed and the meal were cooked and blah, blah, blah. Think about friends. Like, I mean, definitely we had conversations about stuff, but I didn't put any intentional pre-thought into it going into the the school year. And I think that... um, I was amiss in that. I should have probably better prepared my child and better prepared myself for what was coming. Um, I have two very different kids, one of whom was a wallflower and just wanted somebody to choose her to be a friend. And the other one who could have cared less about a friend and was just gonna go do his own thing. Um, And as a result, had a ton of friends. And she was just craving friendships and sad about lack of and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and um, kind of uh, romanticizing the popular kids and wanting that. And... My son just didn't care. He just goes out in the playground. Whoever's there, he's playing with them. And he was kind of more like a friend collector. Like kids glummed <laughs> onto him. And she's wanting one. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he, you know, and and I just didn't really have the wherewithal to to navigate that well with both of them being very very different kids and putting the right thought and prep into that. Um, but it is, it's an important thing for parents to spend some time thinking about. Um, I like your point talking about we lack intentionality with our children in that. Mm-hmm. At least I did, not all parents do, but at least I did. Um, and I think um, there's just a lot here. We're going to unpack it. Dan, wouldn't you lot. say
3: some of that though was, uh, there's, there's the relationships in schools that y- they're, the kids are gone for mm-hmm. eight hours and you right. can't see what's happening. Right. Right. Because that, looking back on our, our, our two kids, we were very careful about which kids in the neighborhood mm-hmm. they played with. Because mm-hmm. those are the ones you could see and you mm-hmm. could look, look out your window and, and manage that. But it's those hours at school that are harder to do that with. Um,
1: I had the advantage of going into the classrooms right. and working in the rooms, and right. I made sure I volunteered at least one afternoon, and so I got to see the dynamic in the classroom a little bit. Very eye opening, um, but you didn't have that advantage. Yeah,
3: so. I mean, I I think with I think every family right now struggles with their schedule. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about yep. building relationships, uh, you make being intentional about the right friendships, and then how do we dive into those things? There's so many things working against you, mainly the pace of life. I think Mm -hmm. that's a huge obstacle to developing friendships. Do we have the time to do it, to really do it well? So I think that's a huge obstacle. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think um, for moms, well, I mean, I don't know moms more than dads, but I'm going to speak to moms because that's my, that's, that's who I am. And that's my <laughs> sphere of influence there. Um, I do think that this is a particular weight, um, both personally and then for our kids. I know so many moms um, who say they're so lonely. Personally. And, and, personally right. and women, you wouldn't think too. Women who on a Sunday morning, you're like, oh, not, it's not quite the popular kids at school, but they're talk, she's talking to a lot of people, and there's mm. no way that she's lonely and lacking uh, feeling a lack of deep, meaningful friendships um, but it is mm. that that is a reality um, and then I, I kind of tend to think that it's more the mom who would be up. All night worrying too. My husband, you guys just s- sleep and snore real easily, and we're thinking about we're thinking about all the things, and more likely to be worried um, that their kids don't have um, the friendship. And I mm. think that uh, part of it is even what Tantix uh, touched on a little bit is that there is an ideal out there too, mm. um, and I think that we women. Um, already have a romanticized picture of friendship. Um, and then a lot of the media we consume is not helpful either. Um, I remember growing up, I wanted a bosom. Bosom friend, like Anne of Green Gables, right? Or if you watch Grey's Anatomy, that your person, there is a kind of a wrong view of friendship in how it's supposed to meet so many needs um, that I think that women kind of hold on to. Um, and then we're looking for that for ourselves uh, and for our kids. And it can get tricky once you're a mom. I think moms feel like they have a hard time uh, building and maintaining close friendships because they feel held hostage by the schedule, Sometimes, you know, if you got little ones at home that got a nap and your nap schedules don't line up with yep. the other mom's yep. nap schedules, it can be hard. Um, some are strapped by finances, right? Staying home and you're on a shoestring budget and you just can't afford to go and do things necessarily or are not creative enough to think of what could we do for free or people aren't interested. Um, and then the, the transition from little years to grade school years can be when, you're, when they're little, they don't care as much. Kids don't really play with each other really until they're like four anyway. They play next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so you can choose mom friends in that that you like. Um, and then once your kids get a little bit older though, now they have, they have a, an opinion. A choice. <laughs> right? That, right? They, have, a, they right. have more of a say. They're a little bit more picky. Kids can get a little bit more mean. Um, I mean, even moms, moms are, we, we find ourselves, I think, stranded sometimes because of parenting philosophies too, oh, where yeah. we're like, well, if somebody doesn't have exactly my view of, you know, all the mommy wore issues, the sleep training, the feeding, the disciplining, well, and I can't be friends with that mom because we're going to be up close and personal and our kids are going to see the difference. So right. I think there's a m- mom becomes as such is an identity um, and it should be, but in a, in a, poor sinful way I think too to where every single choice we make we feel like is a part of our core identity so if someone doesn't agree with that they're attacking who we are as a person and it mm-hmm. makes it harder to have friends. Um, so I think
0: we'll have to come back to this one because you're digging deep deep into friendship and to momhood which are two really deep topics but let me caps, uh, just capitalize on something you mentioned here about the, the nature of friendships and the affirming dynamic that mm-hmm. we desire. Uh, there, there is an issue where we want these really deep friendships. We want everyone to love what we love. We want them to have basically be a carbon copy of our own heart and desires. We want them to reflect that back to us and be excited about it. And then they're somehow not. Yeah. And then we're sad and we're yep. discouraged and we have all of these super shallow, one-inch deep friendships mm-hmm. and very few. Uh, really deep, meaningful ones. There are a lot of difficulties. I know we could go longer, but I do want to mm. push the conversation to the next part uh, to talk about guidance as we're thinking about cultivating friendships, both for the, the child and self. We talked about some difficulties and I know there's more. It's not exhaustive and we probably could do an episode on friendship, period, which I think would be really good. Uh, but what are, what, are, what are some guidances, some encouragements we could give for Christians cultivating those friendships, both for their child and for their self? What are some ad- advice you would give? We well, can start by we start
3: by praying for the right relationships. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really important to to be asking the Lord, hey, bring the right people into our lives that we're going to connect with, but also we're going to have some shared values so that. But on the so I'm I'm a little conflicted on it. so that's one piece. The other piece is that you know kids just need to practice relationships, right. and it and it's okay. Um, you can as a parent you can always say you know we're going to pull back from that one, but you don't want to squash your kid going out there and being social and learning practicing those skills so uh, for me a lot of it as a parent it's just about being alert it's paying attention and 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 making sure that you're fostering the things that you think are healthy and are going to develop your child in a good way but then also having that protective aspect as well
0: so let's pause real quick i want to hear from you each of you actually on Mm -hmm. something that jeff said You, you want to be able to give them that opportunity yeah and they might fail Right. What happens? How do you help a child when they're in that moment of trying to make a friend, trying to, you know, be liked and likable, right? (laughs) Liking others, uh, and they and they fail at it. You know, it's not received well. What do you do? How can you encourage your child in that moment? We had to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. We had to do that a couple times. (laughs) Um, I think that the the thought process needs the overarching thought process needs to be: we don't need to be friends with everybody that's in our circle, Mm -hmm. right? We don't. We don't. We need to be kind. Friendly. We need to be friendly, but we do not need to be close friends with everybody that's in our circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that um, the kids are trying and they're, like you said, they're putting themselves out there. I think one of the things to talk about, first of all, is why are you choosing that person? What is it about that person? So this is going to be hard because they're little and they're young and they don't get this. But the more that we can teach them about themselves and they understand themselves, that will help them better understand another person. So why is it that you want to be close friends with that girl? tell me what's so special about her? Oh, she wears the cool clothes. Okay. Well, that tells me something about the vanity issue that my daughter might be attached, you know, attached to. Mm-hmm. So we need to work on that. Or, you know, everybody likes her. Okay. Well, now you're drawn just to the popularity. Mm-hmm. So, so talking through the whys of what they want to do. And then when you see That's them good. lock onto somebody that is a character trait, let's start talking about the character. What is it? Have you seen that person be kind to somebody? Have you seen that person disrespect the teacher? Have Have you seen that person? Whatever it is, like point out the character traits. When you see the person that's the good kid, that you really think this is a good compliment to my child. Doesn't mean they're a perfect kid, but this is a good compliment to my child. Then it's going to be sitting down with them and saying, what do you think she would like to see in a friendship? Do we think we should invite her over and find out what her favorite movie is? And it's not like we're trying to win people over, but we're trying to be a need meter and we want to be able to speak their love language and and learn who they are so that we can better be a friend. Like we can say, you know, like Valentine's Day, let's say, everybody gives a Valentine to everybody, right? (laughs) Well, some kids that speaks to their heart and other kids, it doesn't. They don't mean think anything of it. And you might think, Mm -hmm, oh, this is mm -hmm. a special one. I'm giving it to you. And that kid rips it up because they don't care about Valentine. So finding out what that person, investing in knowing that person Mm, and how to reach that person would be be very helpful,
0: I think. What do you think, Jeff, about those those moments of failure?
3: Yeah, well, I think uh, I think what Tan said is is right on the mark. You're 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 searching for the heart of your child. What is it that they're drawn to? And so and and then helping them through that disappointment, you know, because mm. we we did have to do that a couple times to say, okay, okay, sweetheart, let's talk about why that happened and let's talk about maybe why that friendship wasn't gonna be good. Mm. And and why are there some other kids that you should get to know more? And so encouraging them in that direction that there might be somebody that's a better fit for them. My, my point in saying that kids need practice with all this is that I, I do know some Christian families that are so suspicious of everybody, so paranoid that they 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 want to hold their child back because they're afraid. Right. And so that child becomes withdrawn. That child is, is every possible avenue for friendship gets shut down because the parent is overly concerned. So yes, be alert, but make sure you're balancing. Let your kid get out there and try some relationships, and and again, you're the parent, so oversee that process, but encourage that that social interaction. It, in the long run, it's going to be
0: healthy. Mm. That's good.
3: Right. What do you think, sweetie?
2: I mean, failure can mean all kinds of different things, too. I think that inevitably we need to prepare our children also to not have friendship reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we've had to walk through and is incredibly painful when um, you're encouraging them to to show themselves a friend, to be a friend. Um, and again, unlike the toddler years where the, you just take them and they have to be there in the grade school years they can kind of choose or like well no i have my friend over here and um and there can be a real pain in like a rejection yep. not not a reciprocation yep. um and it's not necessarily mean or sinful either um but now but now we have a wounded heart right. and now we have a hesitancy to reach out again um and that's painful i think that that um the Lord is sweet. I can empathize with that with her and was just able to come back to what does God's word actually tell us to do, right? How are we to treat other people? And it really is regardless of how they treat us. And we're to think the best, right? If somebody mm-hmm. does something too, we don't get to judge their heart motives and say, well, she did this because this, 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 and this. We don't know that. We don't know what's going on in their heart. And so it's a real practice in the discipline of thinking well of others and just being faithful to what you're supposed to do um, and not, um, you're not the Holy Spirit for somebody else. Um, in a lot of ways, you can't force friendships right. anymore. Right. And right. so you have to just, um, just train them to, to what is their job, what's their business, what's their responsibility, um, and then leave the rest to the Lord. And and it, there can be pain with that and right. take that to mm-hmm. the Lord. And we recognize that the Lord is our friend, um, that He's actually the one who's never gonna let us down because even the best friends are gonna let us down. And right. so there's a reinforcing of the gospel that can even come from that, which is very sweet, mm-hmm. even though painful. Right, and I think too, we have to psychoanalyze, if you want to call it this,
1: ourselves. <laughs> because how many of us bring our baggage into our parenting? So when our c- kid gets wounded, we are right We're back wounded. in that right. third grade class right. when mm. that kid said such and such. Yep. I, there was a teacher that humiliated me in third grade that I literally can picture that. I mean, I have nightmares about it still. Oh, still. <laughs> still. Oh. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was just, but I was humiliated and crushed. So when my daughter would experience something, especially from a teacher, I would just i my hackles would get up. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's not about what she went through; it's what I went through. Yeah. So as mm-hmm. parents, mm-hmm. we all walk in there with hurts and wounds that came to us <laughs> in elementary school, and we have to try to separate that away. Say, okay, my daughter or my son—they're different than I am. They, and yeah. I can I can have a godly response in coaching them and helping them and guiding them that I didn't have in my own heart towards something that came at me. So I think it's really important to remember where we're projecting a little bit on what we would want and what we would think and 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 do. Um, but that woundedness is hard. It's hard to help our children overcome that. Um, just like, I mean, we can all look back on relationships that we had, like dating years. And we got- <laughs> That's our, a whole nother We got our That's heart broken. Show, yeah. get, we would get our heart broken. <laughs> but in hindsight, I can look back and say, thank you, Lord, that was a protection. That was mm-hmm. a godly thing that he walked away, that mm. he did this, or that you put that on my heart to walk away. And so, in much of that is probably happening here with our littles, God's protecting them. This is, you don't know where that relationship could have gone or what could have happened or Mm -hmm. what would have happened or could have happened in that home if they had become close and they Mm -hmm. had gone. So we sometimes have to just teach our kids. Sometimes God says no, and it's a good thing. We have to Mm -hmm. trust that a good, good God is still taking care of us, even though, wow, I know that hurts and I remember how much that hurts, but we have a good God and we can trust that this might be his protection. It's
3: one of the hardest things to watch your kid in pain. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they've been hurt by somebody and you just want to hug them and squeeze yeah. them and say, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But parenting is not pain-free. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, they're, and they're going to learn through it and God's going to work through it.
2: Right. It's such a great opportunity to teach them to run to the Lord mm-hmm. then too, yep. right? Because that's the reality of living in a fallen, broken, yeah. sinful world is that painful things happen. Um, and then, you, then what? Now what? right? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Never speak to anybody again. Never try again. Never right. get close to anybody. That's what a lot of people yeah, choose yeah, totally, to do and yeah. justify. Well, I've been hurt. So of course I'm going to have trust issues and be guarded and not. No, we go to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We take that hurt. We take that pain to the Lord, the one who who is perfect, who heals. And then we get strength and grace from him in order to... Again, our business do what we're supposed to do, which includes loving other people and trusting other people. Yeah, that's a part of it.
0: You know, something that just came to me as as I'm listening to each of you speak, I'm thinking about um, you know Jeff. You mentioned this. I guess when this airs, this will have been an episode that already happened. But this um, the softness that we'll, we often have here in yeah. the U.S. and and one idea I would give to it because I'm hearing you guys as a chorus, there's this mentality of preservation. Yeah, uh, like self-preservation and security that we have individually as people, as parents, uh, but then we can also pursue that when our children are in situations. I don't want my children to be in that situation because it could be dangerous. I don't want them to be in this, you know, friendship group because that their feelings get hurt. Right. I don't want them, and, and that can go on and on and on. And when we think about that component of preservation, as painful as the world is, as painful as. Uh, broken relationships and um i mean being embarrassed by a te- like mm-hmm. a teacher should never put mm-hmm. do, do something like that to a child those things really hurt however like you said Tan and Jeff and Jess you all said but God is good even in the pain mm-hmm. god is good even when the world is broken and actually those broken things give us the opportunity to go to a good God who is over the brokenness, to go to the God who cares about the least, who cares about those who are hurting, who hears the cries uh, of those who are in pain. And so without those, if, if we're so focused on preserving and protecting and and never having any ounce of difficulty, we don't have those opportunities. Right. And I'm not advocating that we put our children in the most difficult and dangerous situations. It's right. no. not right. what I'm saying. Right. But when we're so hyper focused on protection and preservation, now we're actually preventing situations from occurring Mm -hmm. that could be used by God to bring about a God-honoring response to walk with a child and to say, we're just going to cry with the Lord because we don't have another response right now.
2: It's also that thinking the best of others in terms of those children, this is not who they're going to be always and forever. So even the children who are mean to our children, um, our kids are mean sometimes too, like, right? This is (laughs) the season where we're building that character and they're not going to do it perfectly. They're going to fail. They're going to find out where it's at. But I would pray that my children will grow up to be godly people who will be trustworthy friends. And so to even just put yourself in the other person's shoes too, to say, you know, that child, right, might really be struggling with right. X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z right, right now. And this was not, this is not a successful moment. This is right. a failure moment. Um, but can we persevere with people too? I think we're just really easy to cut and run um, from relationships um, and modern secular therapy right now is all about cut out people from your life. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is the in thing right now. And I think that we lose that long suffering aspect of, of, right. of a biblical um of the one another, so right. you have to stick around. People right. are gonna have, they're they're gonna fail, they're right. gonna mess up, and it's gonna affect you. But the spirit is still working; they're still growing and developing those things. So, can we lean into that? Lean into the Lord and pray for faithfulness and pray for the spirit, you know, to produce fruit, so that we can be around to for the harvest right. of right. the fruit. But if right. we run right now, right, right, you never get to see that. Right. And it's really the aspect of empathy. We have to be able to
1: teach our children how to empathize with other kids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that guy might have yelled at you today, but there's a reason for that. And you know Jess, you talked about not judging the motives. But sometimes we want them to think there could be a motive that you're not aware of. It may right. have nothing to do with you. It could be something going on at home or it could be. And so the, for me personally, who is a, a tend to be kind of a prideful kid, um, when I was able to start being able to do the what ifs in, in looking at the other person's mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm. Uh, that's when my shift happened was just like, oh, okay, there could be a reason why this kid did this to me and I need to be patient with that. Or, you know, teaching our children, why are you so willing to forgive your brother who you love and not able to forgive your friend who, mm-hmm. who's hurting you? So it's a, we, you know, all, early, early on, we start those levels of, you know, of judgment and, you know, empathy. And, but teaching them to have an empathetic heart would be huge if we could master that mm-hmm. at a young age. Huge. Yeah.
2: That's
0: good. For them. As we as we wrap up, let's, I want to hear from each of you here uh, before we close the episode. One just gives the listeners some encouragements about helping uh, their child and even themselves to pursue friendship. So if you were to give some of your top encouragements um, about forming relationships and friendships, what
2: would you say? Pray. (laughs) Pray long and pray often um, and be involved in the process. Sometimes I think there's the temptation of, oh, they're playing with their friends. I'm going to scroll on my phone or check out in some kind of a way. Um, But to be involved um, with the friendships and engaging your children about what they're thinking, how they're reacting, how they're feeling, and to help them to put to put those through the sieve of biblical thinking and what does God's word um, say? Uh, And then the one another's, because that's what does God's word actually say? It doesn't say when to have a play date or whether or not to do a sleepover or how to evaluate those types of things. But he does give us instructions on how we're to treat Mm -hmm. others. And so come back to those and bring your children back to those. We're to bear with one another. We're to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. There are commands, very specific commands that, even children can understand that should be governing our friendships and relationships. Yeah. And so much, I think, on the adult level when we struggle with friendships
1: comes down to our expectations. Mm. Um, And so we have to manage our own expectations in our own life and with the friendships around us in order to help our kids manage their expectations and set those where they need to be and set them in a godly way. Um, So I think that... um, praying and talking to your kids and letting your kids see you invest in relationships would be really, really important. Yeah. We're going to have this yeah. family over. You know, you like that little girl and they have a little boy that's Zion's age, so we're, we're going to have them over for dinner and we don't know them very well, so we're going to work on getting to know the mommy and daddy and you can get to know and let's come up with a plan mm-hmm, and let's mm-hmm. do this, this and this and try to be hospitable and and work on that. And then at the end of the evening, talk about it. Did it go well? Do you feel like you have a lot in common with this person? What what character traits did you, you know, did you, let's talk about the our 12 character traits of the right. year. Let's go right. through and which ones did you see in that person and um and doing the same thing with our own heart of just choosing wisely it's not just because we're in proximity to somebody even within the church that we have to be super close with them um but we're there's going to be some friendships that we're able to get to a deeper level with um and we want to be intentional and in seeking those out and and work at that. It takes a lot of work. Relationships take a lot of work mm-hmm. and kids don't want to put in work for just about <laughs> anything. And so it's hard. It's it's a hard th- thing to learn, but they can learn it. And as parents, we can model it. It's good. good.
3: Yeah, I, I would say, uh, remember your testimony. You represent Christ and every, every every investment, Amen. investing in people is huge, loving your neighbor, consider ways to go beyond what is normal and show people the love of Christ and mm-hmm. the way you care for them, the little things sending encouraging notes, messages, mm-hmm. uh, checking in with them when, when things happen. Um, you know. And I think Christians have a reputation at times for being quick to judge people and write, writing people off and, and becoming mm. rude, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's that rude couple. I guess we're not Christian enough for them or whatever. So be, just be gracious to people. If you decide that they're not, it's not a healthy relationship for you as a family or for your child, make sure you're gracious, gracious in still. the way you do that. And the last thing I would say is be hospitable. Open up your home mm-hmm. one of the best things you can do with kids is is you host kids at your house friendships where you can keep an right. eye on that, but show the love of Christ in just opening up your home and, and opening up your lives to other people it's it's a It's a great entree into into a deeper relationship with folks
0: right that's good uh, just underscoring a couple of things you guys said here guard expectations every one of you talked about that like the expectation for other people to be a certain way to respond a certain way to mm-hmm. you know to interact with you a certain way, all of that guarding expectations is huge. Uh, also, being mindful to be gracious with with others in terms of the judgments and yeah. uh, and the patience, um, you know, w- with whatever they're going through. And sometimes we don't know what they're going through, uh, and so being patient, being gracious, and of course, as Christian parents, we should be modeling grace because we've received grace from Christ, right. and mm-hmm. we should be helping our children to understand uh, what grace looks like in action. Um, and, and so, the last thing I would just encourage here with everything you guys have said, and I think you've all hinted at this or even maybe said it um, so, somewhat explicitly let's help both our children and the friends that we make. Pursue Christ,
2: mm. Amen.
0: And so, as we think about how we're interacting with them, if that's not our end goal, and it's just to get a friendship for me, right. yeah. to get a friend for my true. kid, mm-hmm. then we've kind of missed the mark because those things are going to fade. Right. That, that, that's not eternal. But if we're saying, "Hey, how can I help my child understand the heart of Christ? How can right. I help my child understand a broken world? How can I help my child understand their own heart and their own desires?" Mm-hmm. Then we're doing we're doing good right. <laughs> with them. Yeah. And if we can help ourselves hey, how can I help this other parent who may be far from the Lord? Maybe they were Christian growing up and then now they're kind of just, you know, squishy evangelicalism. And, you know, how can I help them? How can I love them? How can I pursue Christ with them? If that's our emphasis and not just, well, they're just not measuring up or they're just not responding the way I want. They don't affirm the political moves or, you know, whatever (laughs) that I'm about then we've just written people off. We're not pursuing goodness anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we wanna be people who do, who pursue Christ in all that we do. Well, thank you uh, for another great conversation. Listeners, we pray that uh, your hearts have been encouraged. And really, at the end of the day, we want you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. Lord willing, we'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree.